right, guys. Welcome back to Positive Impact with Andrew Schultz, episode number 71. I have a very special guest on me with today, Melissa Busby, coming at us from Wimberley, Texas. Melissa is a uh, gym owner, small business owner. She focuses on the functional movement, nutrition classes. Uh, she is an all-around inspiration, and Melissa and I have a mutual friend that introduced us and over the last couple of days, I've been stalking Melissa's Instagram page and uh, I've been really inspired. And Melissa, I just want to say thank you for taking the time. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thank you, Andrew. I really appreciate it. Uh, the opportunity to be here. It means a lot to me. <laughs> so most important question of the podcast, do you know where Vernon, Texas is? Oh boy. Um, I should, because that's my dad's name. He would kill me, but I don't know where it is, um, but I don't. Okay. You, know, you know where Wichita Falls is? Yes, I do. Okay. So my, my freshman year of college, I went and played baseball at Vernon Regional Junior College in okay. Vernon, Texas. It's outside Wichita Falls, and it's a dry town, no alcohol. Of course, they didn't tell me that on my recruiting trip. <laughs> and so I went there for my first year um, for college. And the people in Texas, I have had all my friends from all over Texas. I've never met better people, more genuine and humble. And just from talking to you before we push record, I can tell you're one of those um, authentic people. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, um, let's just jump right in. Like, you have inspired me. And for you guys listening, I'm going to share Melissa's Instagram page of where you can follow her, but she is a huge inspiration. I went to the gym yesterday because I saw your workouts. And one of the workouts was when you were doing, you had the dumbbells and you were doing dumbbells in the push-up, and then you were doing yeah. rows, you were doing yeah. rows and then putting the dumbbells down and then holding planks and then push-ups. And it was like, I was so inspired. I went to the gym yesterday and crushed it. So thank you <laughs> for being it. an inspiration to me already. Yeah, I love it. Those are hard. <laughs> yes, what you do is hard. And that's why uh, it was so important to bring you on because, you know, your message and how you live and show up in the world, our audience, you know, the majority of the audience is 35 to 50, primarily women who are trying to, um, you know, live a better life. And this is a positive impact podcast. And I know you're having a positive impact in communities all over the country, but let's just jump right in. Like you're an inspiration. Where do you get your inspiration from for how you show up every day? So that's an interesting question. I've had that question before, you know, Andrew, the people that inspire me are like some of the women that come into my gym who I know make sacrifices to be there. Um, you know, they're running kids around. They don't, you know, they're making time to put themselves first. Um, that inspires me. Um, also, you know, what really inspires me is people who walk the walk. Um, because when I see people do what they say they're going to do, or they put themselves out there, they get vulnerable. Um, it fires me up. It just fires me up. So, you know, of course, um, you know, I've got a lot of, uh, you know, people like Renee Brown who've written books on vulnerability. You know, she's somebody that inspires me mm -hmm. as well, but it's not all people that are out there, you know, um, in front of people who are famous or whatever, you know, it's, it's everyday people, everyday mm -hmm. people that I see make sacrifices to get healthy and well, um, and put themselves first because I know how hard that can be. It really can, I mean, it, you know, getting healthy can be a challenge. And so I see people every day and I don't know, it just, it keeps me fired up. 
Love it. So if we break things down, mind, body, and spirit, and you know, I really want people to hear like bite-sized takeaways that they can apply into their own life. A lot of people have been, you know, we're coming out of the COVID pandemic. People have been indoors, not yeah. able to go access gyms, not eating the best. So let's break things down. Let's focus on the body first. As far sure. as, I know food, I don't like to use the word diet because diet is not sustainable. It's deprivation. I'm not a big fan of diets. I know you agree with that. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about, talk to us about like the food for people listening, okay. like what works for you, like the food that you put in your body, you know, people talk about, you know, the, the clean, uh, clean keto, paleo, yeah. vegan, what works for you? Let's speak for you personally first, and then okay. some recommendations on what you recommend people do to get started on that journey. Sure. Um, you know, honestly, what works for me best, um, and again, I agree with you, I don't like to call it diet. Um, it's a lifestyle change and a lifestyle choice. I really seek out foods that are that have anti-inflammatory properties that are nutritionally dense, which of course would be vegetables. Nobody, there's not a diet out there that can argue with the importance of vegetables. You know, uh, we need those, you know, different Different things fire in the brain because of vitamins, and those come from vegetables, some fruit. Um, I would say that I'm pretty close to paleo, if you want to call it something, but I don't like to give it a name. And here's why, because, uh, you know, nutrition is not a one-size-fits-all. you got to find what works for your body. Uh, because, you know, I can't do dairy. It doesn't work for me. And I, I drank dairy for years. I ate a lot of cheese. When I took it out, the inflammation in my gut went down. Um, so, you know, eating organic, lean sources of proteins, lots of veggies. Um, I try to stay away from grains, too, because they just don't work with my gut. And so um, I do good fats. I do avocado. I do coconut. I do olive oil. Um, I don't like to count and measure and weigh. The only reason I've done that recently is because I'm doing a fitness competition and my coach wants me to. Okay. Uh, but really, you know, I eat, I try to eat, I try to stay away from processed foods, high sugar foods, um, you know, things that just cause toxicity and inflammation in the body. What are your go-to veggies that you like? Oh man, I love broccoli. It, to me, it's like the perfect food. You know, my nutrition classes, I always talk about four cups of broccoli, you know, it's like 16 carbs, 12 of those are fiber, 12 grams of protein, you know, it's like a perfect food. Um, but of course I love all, I love all colors. You know, and steamed I, veggies is a go-to for you. Cause as I was stalking your Instagram page, steamed yeah. veggies, steamed veggies, 40 minutes at 375 degrees. I'm going to yeah. do that in my own kitchen. Cause you inspired me. So 375, 40 minutes, steamed veggies, broccoli. What else you got? Um, so I, I love fruit, you know, but I love berries. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say fruit. Um, and like I had a whole cup of berries this morning. I try to eat berries earlier in the day though. Um, you know, I, I try to explain carbohydrates in a nutshell to people. It's like your carbohydrates are your quick energy. You know, it's like putting gas in your car. Nobody would get up and fill their tank first thing in the morning, drive around the block, park their car, get back up the next day, fill their tank again. You'd have an overflow, right? Yeah. So now you got reserve tanks that are stacking up super fast. You got to burn through those reserve tanks just to burn what's in your tank every day. So I try to be really, even though I work out super hard, I really try to be conscious of, you know, I don't eat a lot of bread. I don't eat a lot of pasta. I don't eat white potatoes. Um, 
I just try and watch how many carbs I'm eating because, you know, the reality is I'm working out for about an hour a day. I don't need, you know, a plate of pasta before I go to bed at night. I'm not running a race in the middle of the night. I'm sleepy. Right. So, you know, for me, that's what works for me. Um, but I'll fill a plate full of vegetables right before I go to bed. You know, it's like high fiber. You got vitamins and minerals and antioxidants. Um, you know, they're nutritionally dense. Um, of course I love my, my good fats too. What's your go-to lean protein? Um, so right now, because of this competition, um, I'm trying to stay away from red meat. Um, it's chicken. Uh, we have chickens, so I eat our chickens' eggs. Um, I like fish. Um, like you literally have chickens. Literally. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure people listening are like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have chickens. So organic chicken eggs. Um, I do have a, a client at our gym who has Wagyu cows, beef cattle. So I get Wagyu beef from her and it's amazing. That's local. Um, yeah, it's local. I love it. And I love supporting local. I love supporting friends. Mm. I think right now, especially that's sure. so important. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I love some grass fed beef. I do. So, and then of course I do protein supplements to kind of add in because, you know, I'm not the type of person that can eat meat all day long. It just gets hard, you know, a lot of chewing. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about supplements. What are your go-to supplements that you rec- that work for you? Um, you know, so I have a great, uh, BCAs that I take, you know, my branched chain amino acids, of course at my age, 45, um, you got to have a little extra, you know, to help with muscle recovery and repair. So I love my, uh, my go-to BCAs. Um, I love my fish oil. Um, I love my probiotics, you know, for good gut health. Um, and then of course I have some of my energy shots. They're all natural. They've got green tea. They have lots of adaptogens for stress. Um, you know, I'm kind of, kind of busy during the day. So, you know, I need those little pick me ups. Um, but it's all clean. The products I use are all clean. Sisogenics products. Um, but you know, I, food, I try to get all my vitamins. I try to get a lot of my vitamins and minerals through food, but of course, as we know, that's hard. Mm. That's really hard. So I take a multivitamin too, just because, you know, and again, especially right now, I went and got a drip this morning, uh, vitamin D, extra vitamin, you know, C for immune system, um, zinc, my B vitamins. I'm, I'm just trying to stay as healthy as I possibly can right now. So Love it. yeah, I'm all about, I'm all about good quality supplements. I think it just gives me an edge. All right. And so, then talk to me about the importance or talk to the audience about the importance of the gut brain connection. We were talking a little bit before we push record and your yeah. experience with the gut brain connection before, and then, you know, maybe you weren't making the, the most optimal choices for your body sure. and then talk about that transition and the impact it's had on you. Right. Well, I will tell you, um, first thing that I eliminated from my diet <laughs> that had been part of my life for a very long time was alcohol. Um, And, you know, alcohol can be extremely inflammatory in the gut. As we know, once you get inflammation in the gut, everything kind of shuts down, you know, so it becomes very hard to absorb vitamins, minerals, antioxidants. Those are micronutrients that are essential for life. You know, those fight diseases, those fight, um, there's just so many things that they do. And when your gut is inflamed, um, it can't absorb 
literally food just sits there and takes forever to digest. And now they know, of course, they've known this for a while, but there, there's more information than ever out there about the connection between the mind and the gut, depression, especially. Oh man, you know, we get foggy brained, we get depressed, we don't know why, uh, we can't sleep good, we can't wake up during the day, we have these ups and downs. Um, and it's because your gut is unhealthy. And a lot of that comes from, you know, processed foods or foods that we have allergies to. Like for me, dairy, you know, that was hard. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. When I first tried paleo, and really I, I went that direction because it was anti-inflammatory, um, oh, it was hard to take out dairy. Mm -hmm. I loved some cheese and I loved my milk. But as soon as I did, like literally within a couple of weeks, my belly was flat. There was no, you know, it just, it was uncomfortable for a long time. My skin cleared up on my face. That was another big thing. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, acne went away. Uh, my complexion got better. So for me, um, it was eliminating certain foods that didn't work with my body. Right. And again, I, everybody's different. You know, sometimes you got to go to a doctor and have blood work done. You got to eliminate foods first to see how your body reacts. Um, but it, there's like, my mind was clear, you know? And again, when I took out alcohol, of course it was like the combination of crappy food, which usually came from being hung over. And so, right? <laughs> yeah, right? you see how it works. Are you kidding me? It was like Mexican food and greasy burgers to take that away. Um, it just was the combination of just inflammation, nasty, just toxic junk in my body made me even more depressed. Um, you know, people don't realize that the food that you put in your mouth can have an effect on how you feel and how you think. So, um, every single thing I put in my mouth, I literally think, Melissa, is this going to make you feel better? You know, is it going to make you feel worse? And of course I indulge. Of course I eat sugar every once in a while. Of course I have a burger. Um, you know, my, the way I live is 90% clean, healthy, organic, non-processed. And then 10% I'm having fun. And I do not believe in calling it a cheat meal. I don't like that. It's already negative when you say that. You're already beating yourself up. If I'm going to mm -hmm. do it, I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to feel bad. Mm -hmm. Right. I agree. Um, yeah. I, I like mean, to call it reward. Yeah. That's what I call it. You know? Yeah. You work hard. It's so, it's okay to indulge every once in a while. There's nothing wrong with that. And you cannot beat yourself up. You got to just say, Hey, this is, I call it my 10%. This is my 10%. Mm -hmm. I don't feel a bit bad. So five years ago, um, you stopped, uh, drinking. So uh, you removed alcohol from your life. Was there a, was there one thing that happened that helped you, uh, that inspired you to cut out the alcohol or was it just that slow, gradual process that it wasn't helping you become the best version of yourself? Talk to us about that because there's a lot of people listening, Melissa, that are sober curious that, yeah. you know, they, especially with COVID, I have a lot of people that talk to me yeah. that they've been drinking more starting earlier. So that's why it's so important, like your journey and you sharing like what's worked for you. Um, how did that evolve uh, to, uh, you know, five years ago. Yeah. Okay. So for me, um, alcohol, you know, it's interesting. I, I drank to have fun for a long time and I did, you know, I mean, there were a lot of years alcohol worked for me mm. and then it just got to a point to where I was using it to disconnect. Right. I was using it because 
in my mind, I was a victim. And looking back, I'm like, oh, Melissa, that was so sad. You weren't a victim at all. You just, my circumstances were not great in my mind and I drank over it. You know what I mean? I used it as an excuse to disconnect. Mm. I wasn't happy with where I was in my life. I thought I should have been in a different place. There was zero gratitude in my life. And I say gratitude because that's important for me. Um, because, you know, when you have, when you're living in gratitude, it's hard to be a victim, right? And so every day I woke up and I was like, oh, poor pitiful me. You know, I've, um, you know, I, there just were so many things in my life that I had the ability to change, but I just didn't believe I could, mm -hmm. you know, it was the message that I told myself every day was that I wasn't worth it. You know, um, I was worth making that cocktail. Mm -hmm. Right. And at first it was like five or six o'clock in the evening and over time, and it was a gradual process for me. It just didn't happen overnight. Over time that five o'clock sometimes would start at noon. Right. It's like, Hey, let's go have a margarita at lunch because why are you drinking a margarita at lunch on a Tuesday? Uh, because you want to disconnect, mm -hmm. you know, alcohol, uh, you know, for most people is the easiest way to check out and you go from having fun and using it with your friends or with your family just to relax. It became an addiction for me. It became something that I literally, it became a physical addiction and then it was like, how did this happen? And then it became the start of me just beating myself up. It was bad, you know, and then the depression started and it was so hard for me to change my mindset because every day I was like, Melissa, you got yourself into this. You know, there was a lot of real negative self-talk for me. Every day I beat myself up and every day I would look at other people who, who could have just a couple drinks, you know, and I'm like, how is that even possible? I used to be able to do that and I don't feel like I can do it anymore. And I got to a pretty miserable place, but I will tell you my relationship with my son specifically and some of the, the things that he would say to me, you know, at the time he was around eight or nine years old and it was like, mom, is that another glass of wine in your cup? Um, you know, it's like he would go and start looking at the bottle you know, um, are you just going to have that? Or are you going to have another one? Um, I really started to realize that the example I was giving my son was not the example of what I had visualized as a mom should be, you know? And so it kind of just, I just had to decide one day, the relationship I have with alcohol is not worth it anymore. It wasn't working anymore. You know, the buzz wasn't the same. Um, it's like that first sip of alcohol didn't have the same effect as it did five years earlier. It just didn't, it was gone. You know, it took five shots for me to say, to feel the same way that one shot used to feel, you know, and that's not good. I mean, that's, that's a real, that's a hopeless feeling. That's a feeling of like despair, like, oh my God, you know, you're still fighting to get back that fun feeling. And it just was gone. And then it got scary for me. I'll be honest because I wasn't willing to admit I had a problem. I'll be totally honest about that. That was scary to me because I thought I've always been in control of my life and I'm not in control. So when I, when I finally accepted the fact that I had lost control, I finally got vulnerable and was able to ask for help. You know, I kind of just hit my knees. I really did. I just hit my knees and asked God, you know, just 
help me just, you know, take this away. Um, but I also had to have positive affirmation and I had to believe that I was capable of doing it too, you know? So, um, every day the dialogue with myself changed to, I'm grateful to be alive. First of all, I'm courageous. I'm brave. I'm strong. Um, you know, all those things. And I didn't believe it for a long time, but I still said it every single day, you know, and I did reach out to friends and ask for help, you know, which I, it was very hard for me to do that. Very hard. Um, but clearly I couldn't fix it on my own, you know? So, uh, there was some AA, you know, help along the way. And, uh, you know, I got a sponsor. She was amazing. Um, you know, I related to her. She helped me, you know, we got vulnerable together. It wasn't scary, uh, because I felt like we had a connection. Um, and I was terrified to even mention the word, to even say it out loud, just made me feel like I was a failure. I really did. I felt like, Oh my God, if I say, if I ask for help, then I'm failing. The reality is I wasn't failing. I was just beginning the second part of my life, like mm -hmm. a new phase. So again, that verb is changed. There was no more failure. There was no more not worth it. Um, I was worth it. And I, it, it just was really with every day that alcohol was out of my life, I got stronger and stronger. And I'm not saying it wasn't hard. It's still hard. Mm. It's still very hard. You know, you, you still have to tell yourself every day that you're worth uh, being present. And that's hard. I mean, you know, it, it's, getting up every day and looking at yourself in the mirror and knowing that that's, that's who you're dealing with. There's no checking out. Um, that can be kind of scary, but also so empowering and man, it feels good to wake up on the weekend and not be hungover. I don't even know how to explain that feeling. I mean, people that don't have an issue with it may not understand that, but if you're drinking and you're waking up and you're, you're, if you're promising yourself that you're not going to have that drink today, but you go ahead and do it, you're, if you start breaking promises to yourself, it's probably time to just break down and ask for help, you know? Wow. That was, thank you for sharing that, Melissa. That was like, I, I'm getting choked up just listening because this really, I've, I've been there and so many people listening, I know they can relate even if they're not don't have a problem with drinking just it's the struggle with every day just life on life's terms um yeah you know wake up in the morning in uh you know financial insecurity health depression anxiety stress losing the job um everybody's going through something right now and i just wow that was so powerful like what you just said melissa helped so many people um and you know what i heard you say and what we have in common is changing the internal dialogue when we get, whether it's when you get sober, whether it's just waking up one day and sick and tired of being sick and tired and you want to change and transform your life, taking action, positive action, creating new neural pathways in the brain to replace yeah. the old worn out story. Cause I know for me, you know, the subconscious, I had to upload a new software system and that's why you and I both share positive affirmations as a mindfulness practice. You know, I am love. I am joy. I am peace. I am vibrating high. I am shining bright. I am having a positive impact on as many people as possible. I'm filled with creativity that is doing good, helping others. Um, so that, that mindset, the inner dialogue, I think is so important that you touched on. And yeah. 
Um, you know, it's a great segue into, you know, one of the things you and I were talking about before we pushed record was not many things get me worked up, but one thing that does get me worked up is when I hear people say, oh, I'm old, you know, my age is, I'm, I'm feeling my age. And one thing, you know, you and I are both in our forties. You are in the, like, you are, you look like you're 25. Like you are in <laughs> awesome shape, but you put, you put a lot of work into it. And that's what I want I people do. to understand is it's, it takes action. And so what other actions do you take, you know, with, with mindset? Let's talk about yeah. mindset now. You know, there's positive affirmations. I know you talk about vision board in your Instagram, Yeah. but your morning routine, what other um, mindfulness practices or tips or uh, self-care um, tools or, and practices do you apply that you can share with us? So, you know, I, I'm, I get up at 345 and I know, and here's the deal. So for a long time I did it because we had a 5 a.m. class, you know, it was like just getting up early. And I don't really have to do that right now, especially during this whole quarantine. I could have slept in until five. I don't have to be at the gym now till 6.30. However, that's my quiet time. You know, that's when I, I do my best to meditate. Meditating is so important. It just quiets the mind. I have a really busy mind. It's constantly going. You know, I'm a, a deep thinker even though I'm pretty quiet for the most part um, when I'm around people, but I'm always thinking and meditating just allows me to slow down and think about what's important. And I'll be honest too. It's really hard for me sometimes to meditate on my own. So I do a guided meditation. I mean, I literally just Google guided meditations and I found some that I love and that was easy. You know, I, I, cause I started overthinking it and I couldn't, I couldn't really do it on my own in the beginning. So again, I just reached out, you know, and on Google and found some awesome guided meditations. Um, but then, you know, here's the thing. I'm so dang grateful for, first of all, being alive and being healthy enough to push my body and ask my body to do things um, that I, sometimes I'm not even sure I'm capable of. But I will say this for the years that I was drinking, it was very depressed and couldn't get off the couch and couldn't get out of bed and couldn't wait to get home and just like sink into my own isolation. Mm. I always promised myself, Melissa, if you get yourself out of this, you're going to be the most intense, hardcore workout, push yourself, sweat, ask your body to do things because right now it felt like I couldn't even get off the dang couch, you know? So I'm grateful for that every single day and every single day that I'm capable and able to move my body and do things, it makes me so happy, but it also produces dopamine. Mm. You know, that's, that's part of why I started drinking in the first place. We all know it gives you that little you know, that feel good. You get that feel good in your belly. Yeah, we're well, feel good junkies. Out, yes. But I will tell you, working out does the same thing for me. I mean, there are times in my workouts where I'm literally dying. I mean, I'm like, I can't catch my breath. Um, I'm barely hanging on the bar. My hands are bleeding. Um, but I feel alive. Mm. You know, like I feel alive. Every single part of my body feels awake and alive and alert and on fire and good and it's, it's hard to explain but I think I'm just I'm genuinely grateful that I had a second chance there's a reason God kept me around 
you know, I mean, there were lots of really scary moments when I was drinking, a lot of blackouts, but things that I don't remember. And thank God I came out of it. Mm. Not everybody does, you know? And so I just feel like I've been given a second chance and I'm not wasting any of it. I think that mindful movement, what, you know, whether it's uh, hit training, whether it's swimming, running, CrossFit, yoga, you know, I was yeah. taking a hot, I took a hot yoga class today. And for me, it's hot. Like it's more mental than anything else. Like just my, my mind and body have to be in the same place. And I'm, I have to breathe through whatever's coming yes. up where in the past I would just run and stuff and repress and avoid. But when I'm on yeah. my yoga mat, I'm stuck with myself and just it forces me to focus on my breath and just to be in the present moment because otherwise I, I would suffer and it would be terrible, but I have to yeah. be there. It forces me to be in my body. And so I think in recovery, I know people listening can appreciate that, that mindful movement, whatever it is, everybody's got their own preference, but it's so important to move that body. And again, we're feel good junkies that dopamine and the feel good neurotransmitters that we get from working out, you know, that in the past yeah. I, I got it from drugs and now I get it naturally from moving my body. And that's what I hear you yeah. saying as well. Yeah, for sure. And I'll tell you too, it's, I'm, I'm more of a high intensity interval girl. However, I have, I've set a goal um, to incorporate more yoga. The importance of a yoga is huge. I, I don't do it as much as I should. You know, I even got up this morning, my son was asleep, the house was quiet and I typically don't ever just turn the TV on. I mean, I, I that's, but I'll put music on. Right. And I thought, no, I'm not even going to do that. I'm just going to stretch. And I, I'll be honest, I'm not great at yoga and I haven't done enough of it. So I have like four moves. <laughs> so that's what I did. I did my four moves, you know, but I felt so good afterwards and it was quiet. My mind was right, you know, and, and it was interesting to me because when I went to bed last night, I thought I'm going to get up and hit legs hard tomorrow. That, that initially that my workout this morning was supposed to do legs. And after doing those four moves in yoga, you know, and then kind of just stretching, I was like, no, my body needs a break. You know, I'm going to be here at this baseball field all day. It's hot. It's windy. My legs, my body needs a break. I just need to relax, get centered, you know? So I try to, I try to be balanced. Um, you know, I do my best. I think yoga is, if I could do more of it, I would. I, and my goal is to incorporate more of it into my workouts, you know? Um, so yeah, moving your body regardless of what it is. And I think it should be a balance of a lot of different things. You know, it's exciting. Even if you've never done something before, try it. You never know. You may love it. You may, you may have no idea how much you love it. Great advice for people listening. If, so for people listening, like, you know, swimming, running, HIIT training, yoga, CrossFit, there's so many things. And, you know, what COVID's given me the opportunity, I've been doing a lot more cardio and I've been doing push-ups, um, which before COVID, it was mostly just yoga. And so I feel stronger than I've ever been. And it's given me the opportunity. I see opportunities. I know you're like me, Melissa. We see yeah. opportunities. Um, in, in, you know, in calamity, we see opportunity and yeah, find a workout that's new and fun and our bodies love newness, right? Like, yeah. What, oh, for sure. Yes. And so, yeah. um, what about a vision board? Do you, is a vision board part of your, uh, mindfulness practice? I know you talk about yes. it on your Instagram. 
I do, man. I love, so I, I actually, I have a lot of vision boards. I call them on my phone because you know, my phone's always with me. And so if I need a little bit of like a reset, you know, like, come on, Melissa, what's important to you? Just a little quick reminder. I pull up a little collage on my phone. Um, and I look at it, you know, and it's, so vision boards for me are so important. You got to have them in your house. You got to see them every day. It's a vision. And to me, when you visualize, we'll see, that's a whole nother topic I could get into visualizing where you want your life to be and what you want, you know? Um, and it could be anything from that. You're at your house. Where do you want to live? Um, you know, I wouldn't say what kind of car you drive. To me, that's not important. For some people it is though, I get it. Um, but what inspires you? Do you, are you inspired to be healthier? You know, are you inspired to be more fit? Are you inspired to be more spiritually fit? You know, are you inspired to be, uh, to grow and evolve your mind and your thinking? You know, that's another thing too, is like, Sometimes we forget that our mind is just like a muscle. You know, you got to grow and evolve and learn and educate yourself and read and talk to people. And even if it's something that you're not sure about, listen to it anyway with an open mind. You know, you never know. Um, so vision boards are something for me. It's like it helps me. Like I said, if I start getting too far away from the direction I want my life to go in, I go back to those vision boards and remind myself, oh yeah, you know what? This is actually, this is a, this should be a priority, you know? Um, and for me traveling, I love to travel. If I could travel more, you know, I would travel more. I mean, I just adventure, you know, um, it's so funny because for the majority of my life, I've always been kind of a, a well, I'm a, definitely a creature of habit. Um, and I will say I was adventurous to a point um, but if it was out of my comfort zone, I wasn't going there. And now I'm just like, like, I want to get uncomfortable. You know, I want to be more adventurous. Um, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I think sometimes too much. My thinking is what gets me, but yeah, vision boards are great, you know, and again, they can be fun. It's just a great reminder of where you want your life to be and what you want in your life. And when you visualize those things and you speak it and you say it, those things happen. For, for sure, yes. 100, 100%. I think it's so important. Like what we put in our mouth for food is so important to nourish, but also what we put in our mind, in our ears, what we see, what we listen to, what we read. I think it's just as important and uh, to be conscious of the positive, uh, the positive uh, influences and even oh, the, people, the people in our life, you know, call it, I call it the circle of success, the five people that we surround ourselves with the most. We are the average yeah. of the five people that we surround ourselves with the most. So who are we giving our time and attention to, to do an audit yeah. just to kind of evaluate where am I spending my time and energy? Who are the people around me? Because we gravitate in that direction. And so yeah. um, I think it's so important that what we put um, in the mind, in the mouth, in the ears uh, is so, so important. Yeah. You know, I, it's interesting you said that, like who we invite to our space. I call it my hula hoop. Like who's in my hula hoop, you know? And there were years for a while where it was questionable who was in my hula hoop, you know? Did it support what I wanted in my life, you know? And now the people that I talk to on a daily basis, the people that I, I get vulnerable with who are in my hula hoop are people who I love. They're people who inspire me. They're people who motivate me. 
There are people who I genuinely care about. Um, there are people who have the same moral compass, mm. the same values. You know, I mean, I really try and I, you know, I'm one of those people that kind of accepts almost everybody. I mean, I'm, I'm a very accepting person. I'm a total Libra. So I'm a balancing sign, you know, like I can see both sides of everything. Um, but the people who I really open up to and share with and depend on, um, that's a very small group in that hula hoop, you know? And I think for people, if people are trying to get healthy, whether it's sobriety, more spiritually fit, more healthy overall, whether it's nutrition, working out, start looking at what fills your day, what fills your mind. You know, there's a lot of negative energy on social media right now. It is so bad. I mean, I've gotten to where it's, I've got two businesses that I do on Facebook, but I get on there and, and I, I address my team and I, you know, I, I follow my team, but then I, I get off of it. You know, it's, I don't want to fill my mind with negative energy. And so I've really tried recently to start following people who are more like you, you know, just more positive it's just you're you're creating a better space in your head i get it where our attention goes energy flows Absolutely. And I, I know for me it's easy for me to go into a rabbit hole scrolling mindlessly on social media and like within like 30 minutes i'm like in a place that's that doesn't serve me it's not my best version i don't not something i want yeah. in my hula hoop which i love that analogy yeah. and so being really mindful of and that's why that's why we're talking right now, Melissa. Like the fact yeah. that the fact that we're even here just two days ago, we got connected, and it's like I love what I saw. I was so inspired. You inspired me to go to the gym yesterday and crush it. I was channeling my inner Melissa, and like I don't get, <laughs> I don't get inspired very easily. Like it just like I know Eric Thomas is a guy that you follow, and I saw him I at a live it, yeah. event a couple months ago, but like. I saw you working out. I saw you crushing it. You're sweating. You're, you're, you're in the arena. You know, the man yeah. in the arena, Brene Brown, uh, Theodore, yes, Theodore Roosevelt. Like I'm in, you're in the arena with me, getting your ass kicked, yeah. blood, sweat, and tears. That's, I can't emphasize, overemphasize this enough. Like the fact that I went to the gym yesterday because I saw your workouts on your Instagram, which everybody in the show notes, I will put Melissa's Instagram so you can check out her workouts and see her like crushing life. Um, and what I love is you put all your workouts, people can see so they can do it at home. Um, but like, that's what this thing's all about. Like, you know, you and I connecting, you inspiring me, you coming on this podcast to share your story because you're helping so many people just by us having this conversation because so many people are at home, you know, anxiety and depression is at an all time high yes, with everything. You know, people are scared. They have fear. But what I love is you know, you're stepping into your power and um, how you show up in the world. I just, I really want to acknowledge you just for the inspiration that you bring, how you show up, your actions uh, speak much louder than words. Um, yeah. Thank so, you. Um, a couple more things because I want to honor your time. I know Wyatt, your son, has a baseball game, so we just have a few more minutes. We can wrap up. Um, if you can complete this sentence for me, <laughs> my okay. ha my happy place is. Oh man! Yeah. Okay. This is gonna this is gonna sound so funny. My happy place is sitting. <laughs> this here's my recent happy place: sitting on my floor.
in my living room in quiet, just taking in where I am in my life and sitting in gratitude. Mm. I mean, you know, it's interesting because you would think I would say in the gym, sweating and as much as I love that, I am definitely the kind of person who loves to just breathe and slow down and be so dang grateful and happy for where I am. So it's literally sitting on my rug in my living room, um, in quiet, just, you know, just taking life in and being so, so, so grateful for where I am. Uh, love it. It's kind of uneventful, but <laughs> no, I, I, I totally dig that. When I, like, that's just, when I hear you say that peace yeah, comes to mind. Peace. And you know, the inner peace, and I just pub, I just posted something on social media about you know inner peace, uh, compassion, self-respect. Yeah. That's the new wealth. Like for me, uh, my previous life before I got sober, I was in the corporate world accumulating stuff. I thought success was, I thought wealth meant how much stuff I could accumulate. And I wanted more and more and more. And then when stress came, the fear of losing more and more and more became more uh, profound. And so now when I hear you say that, like I get it, like me sitting with inner peace, happy with the person I've become self-esteem comes through doing esteemable acts. Self-confidence is in my opinion, keeping promises to ourselves. And I know that's something that's really important to you. Very. So, yeah. So that inner peace, as I, as I exhale, I, yeah. I get it. I get it. Just breathing yeah. and like, I get it. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's the best advice you've ever received? Um, stop breaking promises to yourself. It's, it's interesting. You just had brought that up. So that was one thing that I, I heard somewhere some, and I don't even remember where it was, but it sticks out in my head so vividly. And this was before I actually quit drinking. I remember hearing somebody say, why do we keep promises to other people, but we break promises to ourselves every single day? And I remember thinking, Melissa, okay, you were like, when I promise somebody something, or if I you know, say I'm going to do something, I'm by God going to do it. Yet I couldn't. I couldn't keep the same promise to myself. And I will tell you, it, it didn't happen on the first time, but I promised myself, I remember sitting in my bedroom. It was a really, really, really dark time. I was very sad. I was very depressed. I felt really hopeless. And I remember saying, okay, I promised that I'm not going to drink today. And I promised that I'm going to get up and I'm going to work out tomorrow. And I promised that I'm going to be present. And I'm not going to start beating myself about, up about where I am. Well, that didn't happen. <laughs> um, it took a while. You know, it took a while. And I continued to break promises to myself until I just wasn't willing to do it anymore. You know, I just wasn't willing. But it was always in my head. It was always in my head like, dang it, you're breaking promises to yourself. Like, you gotta, you have to quit doing that. So, I have to be careful now what I promise myself because I know if I promise myself I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Mm. Like I'm just a firm believer that you got to know that you're worth keeping your promises. 
oh, to yourself. That. I love that. Love that. Um, by the way, my favorite Instagram, <laughs> uh, as I was stalking you, was I may not be a Victoria's Secret model, but I could pick one up and squat her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I, watching your videos, yes, you can. Like, there's pictures of Melissa, and you guys got to check her. Yeah, everybody, please follow her. Like, the, what was the animal that you picked up in your UGG boots and you were squatting in your backyard? What, what kind of animal a was goat. that? <laughs> that was a goat. A goat, and your son, you're squatting yeah. your son. Like, like, that is so inspiring. And, you know, it's just, I just want to acknowledge you again, Melissa, because how you show up, those videos, um, what you do every day, the ripple effects, the positive impact, people need it now more than ever. And that's why I, I'm just yeah. so excited to share you with like the world and um, your positive impact. And, um, you know, just talking to you before we push record, like just you have a beautiful soul and you just have a very beautiful way about you. And um, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. A couple more things. One of my favorite questions that I ask people, if you could have dinner with four people from any time, <laughs> from any time in the history of the world, who would you have dinner with and why? Oh man. Oh, I get frazzled when I get questions like this. Um, you know what is, um, okay. Oh, this is hard. Um, well, I'll give you a different question. How about this? Yeah, give me a different question. Because okay. here's the thing. Let, let me explain why that's hard for me. Okay. Okay, so I have never... So I, when I think about who I value and the opinions and, um, you know, just who they are, a lot of times for me, it's regular everyday people. Mm. You know, I don't know if that makes sense, but it's for like sure. some people say, oh, you know, I want to I wanna meet the Pope or I want to have, you know, with all these people who have like mentored and, and, you know, who we still have quotes from, things like that. Sometimes it's the people that I see in everyday life that I'm so, I'm just fascinated with and I'm compelled. I'm not a, I'm not outgoing at all. So I'm not always, I won't always go talk to them, but that's, that's a hard one for me. It's hard to believe you're not, you're not outgoing because how you show up, like it, it's, so you, are you an introvert? You know, it's funny because my girlfriend's called me like an, an extroverted introvert. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I, yes, if I could. I could go days without saying a word. I really could. Um, but, but I, I genuinely love people. That's not it at all. I'm just, I'm kind of a watcher. I like to sit back and I like to take it all in and I'm very private. Um, you know, it's hard for me to get vulnerable with people. And so, yeah, I would definitely consider myself introverted. Although my business has like I have to be a little extroverted for my business otherwise I wouldn't have personal training clients I wouldn't be able to be you know effective um so I've learned how to get out of my own head and get comfortable around other people but there's definitely like a like I'm a little standoffish you know in the beginning um but once I get to know people and open up I'm I'm definitely open um it's, it's just it takes me a minute <laughs> Hey, one, uh, one or two other things, and then we're going to wrap up. Um, 
people listening, people struggling at home, whether they're sober curious, whether they're battling anxiety, fear, depression, whether they just lost their job, they're suffering from um, health issues, financial insecurity, what steps, what practical steps do you recommend that they can take that are something that they can start with right away to help start to transform their, their mind and body to get into a, a better version of themselves to, to walk through the challenges that they're facing? Yeah. Okay. So first thing first for me would be, you know, get out a pad of paper, get out a pad of paper and a pencil or a pen and start to figure out what your why is and what your purpose is, because you got to know that, right? You have to have something that drives you. And for a lot of people who are in a situation already where they're really, really down, they've lost purpose, they've lost motivation, they've lost inspiration, they've lost drive, they're beating themselves up already. You got to go back to the vision board and like, mm. what do you dream about? What things are important to you? Where do you see your life? And even if you don't think those things are attainable, you got to write it down. You know, you got to speak it to the universe. You know, you got to speak it out loud. Um, so write down where you want your life to be. Again, even if you don't think, like if you look at your life and you think, oh my God, it's not possible for me to be in this place. Yes, it is. I'm telling you right now. I mean, if I could just even go through the stories of how the lows that I had were pretty unbelievable. Um, that's a whole nother segment. Well, but the point we'll is, that. we'll do round two. We can get into that. Yeah. So the point is, wherever you visualize your life being, it can be there 100%. But you got to write it down. You got to at least acknowledge what it is. But then you have to take steps to help you get there. And here's the deal if you're already in a place where you, you feel very helpless, you got to ask for help. Mm. You got to get vulnerable and you got to get over the fear of thinking that someone's going to judge you. Because the reality is, if you're reaching out for help, that person's been there too, right? So for, for a lot of people, AA is a great place to start. I'm just going to tell you, there are so many good people who are willing to serve and help, and they've been there before. Mm -hmm. You know, your, your story may not be any different than, than the person that you're sitting next to talking to. Mm -hmm. So AA, of course, can be a good support system. Also, you know, get a counselor. If you need a counselor, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, reach out to a counselor. Uh, reach out to people who, you know, who you look up to. Um, you know, a lot of people reach out to me and I'm more than happy, you know, to help and to talk and to be, you know, a soundboard. Um, of course, I don't have all the answers and I'm certainly not a counselor, um, but I have relatable stories. I'm sure, you know, and I'm always open to try, you know, to help people if they're feeling low. Um, but I definitely think it's asking for help. Yeah. Um, and that. then, you know, you know, hitting your knees, you know, and asking for help. I know it's not going to work for some people, just they're not there in their mind, but I'm telling you, there's something so freeing about hitting your knees and just giving up and saying, I can't do this on my own because there is, there is something greater than you, in my opinion, right? I know not everybody's going to agree with that, and that's okay. I'm good with that. It worked for me. You well, know? I think, and people can call it God, higher power, universe, other people, a doorknob, whatever, but something greater than ourselves, I think it's so right. important. And I, I think with what, 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 what we call that higher being, you know, that can 
it's irrelevant as long as we believe there's something bigger than ourselves. And I couldn't yeah. agree more that just the humble, humbling ourselves to get on our knees and asking for help from something other than ourselves is so yeah. powerful. Well, and you just had a post, you know, I guess this morning, so this morning where you were talking about, um, you know, getting out of yourself and serving others and reaching out to people, that is something I will tell you too, that is very empowering because it's not all about us. The world does not revolve around us. <laughs> I thought it did. Damn it. I mean, right. Me, me, it's me, like, me. My favorite subject. Like, yes. Oh man. And I'm going to tell you something. We let ourselves down, you know, and that's hard. And then we beat ourselves up. It becomes a vicious cycle. When you reach out and, and help somebody who is hurting. And you know what? Sometimes it's even just, if you see somebody who you feel like, man, that person's not okay. It is okay to send them a text. You don't need to ask what's going on in their life and be nosy. Uh, Cause that can be offensive too. It's okay to just say, Hey, you know what? You're on my mind and I just want you to know I'm thinking about you. And if you need anything, I'm there for you. I may not have the answers, but I'll listen. Sometimes people just need that. They don't need your answers. They just need you to listen and know that you're there for them. Yep. Holding so, space for other people to let, you know, I, I couldn't agree more. And every day I try to, whether it's text messages or, or phone calls, just say, hey, I'm sending you positive vibes, love and light. Um, yeah. And I acknowledge you. And just people want to be acknowledged. And yeah. Um, I could not agree more. And, uh, what a great way that that's, we have very kindred spirits, you and I, and that's what brought us together. And, you know, this, this service mentality, I know we both have that brought us together and, and wanting to serve others and help others and share our platform to turn our mess into our message or test into our testimony and to yeah. carry the message. And that's one thing that, um, I, I just, I, I just want to acknowledge you again, like how you show up, Melissa is so inspiring. And I know people listening, um, took a lot of, uh, nuggets of how to improve their life, whether it's the mind, the body, the spirit. Um, and so thank you again. I just want to, uh, thank you for taking the time. I know Wyatt, your son has a baseball game, but tell us where can we find you? Where can people go to find you? Uh, I want people to get more of you. Um, where do they go? So, you know, my Instagram is Melissa Busby. Okay. Uh, it's just my name, right? B-U-S-B-Y, Busby. Yes. Okay. Yeah, B-U-S-B-Y. Um, and so, you know, I post a lot on Facebook too, and that would be uh, Melissa and then my maiden name, which is B-E-N-E-S, okay. Busby. I try to stay away, you know, uh, I try to just keep it really positive there too. Um, I would say I definitely post a lot more on Instagram as far as workouts and nutrition tips and things like that. Just because I said for me right now, personally, Facebook is a bit, it can be overwhelming to me. You know, I don't see Instagram right now in the same light. So, so I'm, I'm not as active on my Facebook page, um, but definitely Instagram, you know, I'm, I'm, I try to post stuff uh, that keeps people motivated. I try to share things that help me. If it genuinely makes me feel good and I know that it can help somebody, I'm going to put it on my Instagram page. Well, I know it's helping people because it helped, it has helped me already. <laughs> so me going to the gym, I know I'm keeping like a, a, a record, a broken record, but like me going to the gym yesterday, you inspired that. And if you're inspiring me, I know you're inspiring many other people. And with this podcast, you're going to be inspiring so many more. And so I just want to say thank you again, Melissa, for your time. Yeah. Thank you for showing up. Uh, in the world and stepping into your power and uh, the positive impact that you're having. 
uh, in communities everywhere. So thank you so much for uh, your time today. Yeah, thank you too, by the way. And I mean, I, you know, I'm going to tag you on my Instagram page too. Your page is very inspiring, very uplifting, very positive. We need more of that. Man, 100%. we need more of that. <laughs> I just can't. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me on though. I All love right. to share. All right, we'll do it again soon. Uh, good luck to Wyatt in his baseball game today. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Melissa, have a great day. Thank you guys for listening. Until next time. Big hugs and lots of love. Peace. Hey, friends. I hope everybody enjoyed that episode with Melissa as much as I did recording it. What an inspiration she is. I encourage you to check out her Instagram page, at Melissa Busby. Um, just so inspiring. So many nuggets of wisdom and practical mindfulness tools to apply into your own life to be the best version of yourself. And, um, you know, if you want more inspiration, I encourage you andrewschultzyoga.com. Please go to my website and sign up for my newsletter, uh, where I send inspiring messages, uh, meditations, upcoming events, workshops, all the latest. So you can be the first in the loop to see what we're doing in our positive impact community, Andrew Schultz yoga, Com. Check it out. Sign up. And uh, thanks again for listening, friends. Until next time.